Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. SEC, SEC. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go! Welcome into this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast. Tyler, you keep switching me. I want to be in the middle. You keep what? moving me all over the place. Um, well, I'm trying to do the host role against the first one and then that, co-host get the other two. It's okay. I want y'all on the sides of me so I can have Wade on one shoulder and Tyler on the other. Like the angel and the devil on each shoulder. And my uh, dad's a little off today. You know, I'm working with makeshift conditions here, but it's almost like I'm small enough to sit on your shoulder, Chet. It's exactly, you got it lined up on my shoulder. Uh, Wade, proud homeowner in the new house for the first time, recording an episode. How's it feel? It's going to be uh, pretty cool when I get my LSU memorabilia, Braves memorabilia set up in here. It's all sitting around me, I promise, but got to take care of the master bedroom first and the kitchen. So I'll have this thing up and running by the time we do our Super Bowl episode. Wade, you should know the real estate lingo. It's primary suite. Oh, yeah. The main. Yes, master bedroom is no longer accepted. It is primary suite. Pretty sure that if somebody has a street named after him in Baton Rouge, it should change. So Nicholson is probably somehow not (laughs) appropriate. So I need to change my street address. Oh, well, don't give it out on the internet now, Wade. Don't don't be doing none of that. (laughs) Uh, Tyler, how are you? Good to see you again. Doing Yep, doing good. Uh, just coming back from the gym. I've uh, been working on, uh, it was my off day today, uh, but I'm still working on uh, stuff for the channel uh, coming up. Uh, got a couple of projects in line, one coming out this week, potentially, uh, if I can get it out. And then, uh, you know, I put out a YouTube short day on uh, the Super Bowl preview two weeks away. Uh, so look forward to it. Yeah, we already had some comments on there on who's going to Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Is it going to be the Chiefs? Is it going to be the 49ers? We'll talk about it uh, on tonight's show a little bit. I think we'll get into it and then really next week dive into it a little more, a little more preview, probably some betting actions. The line just came out. Uh, I believe it was Chiefs minus one. Nope, 49ers minus one. Really? Uh, at the moment, uh, I don't, it may be too early to have a total. Would you say there, Wade? And it's going to flip back and forth all week long. Yep. Oh, Yeah. Especially with it opening at one, I mean that's that's just that's pickle, right? Like, what are you gonna do? Like a Democrat in Ohio, <laughs> it's one and a half now. Uh, 49ers. 
Let's, I'm trying to see. Over under 47 and a half. If anything has shown in, in past Super Bowls and past 49ers and Chiefs games, I think that over is probably pretty pretty decent chance of hitting. I know the Chiefs have a great defense, but, I mean, the 49ers are just they're all the weapons, right? So. I picked the score right last time these two teams played, so you want an exact score? I got you. That is true. The The bet that was never placed that, that, that you talked about for years. Uh, yeah. Do you remember what the score was? 31-21. Um, who was the quarterback back? That was Garoppolo. That was Jimmy G, yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, breakout sophomore season. Uh, I had him in fantasy that year. I was riding him the whole way. And, um, yeah, he beat Jimmy G. So, now they're on Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, well, you got to stay tuned. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're watching over here on YouTube, like Tyler said, he's putting out, we're working on great content. The channel is growing as we speak. Um, it's to the moon. Hop on it like Dogecoin. I watched uh, Dumb Money on Netflix, the whole GameStop saga uh, over the weekend. I, of course, we lived it. It was kind of weird watching a movie that you lived four years ago and COVID was a thing. I bought GameStop stock. Actually, I got it as a free stock when I signed up for Robinhood. Um, and Robinhood, of course, was a huge player in that thing. So movie recommendation right there. You got to go watch it. Uh, while we're on the topic, any good recs for, for the listeners and the viewers on Netflix, Prime, whatever? Oh, not gosh. Really. Um, it's not a movie, but we watched a case in California where these people made up, it seemed like they made up this outlandish case of getting abducted in the middle of the night. And no, nobody believed them until it turned out to be very true. And there was this madman out in the San Francisco area. Um but they had the boyfriend framed and everything. And then just a, a huge turn of events. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called American Monster or something. Oh, like American that. Nightmare. It's on Netflix. Yes. It's like That's three episodes. Yes, watch it. Three parts. Pretty good. Lots of twists and turns. It's like a so is it like a real like true crime type deal? Like no, it, it happened? Oh wow. Okay. So it actually happened. I was I was scrolling through uh, Netflix earlier. I might have checked that out. Um, but this we're not the lights, camera, action movie podcast. Unless Tyler, you got one you want to throw in there? Nope, I haven't like watched Netflix like in forever. Tyler's full on grind mode. That's all he does: work, work, work. Pretty I'm much. Like... <laughs> <laughs> got to keep um, the channel going. I mean, the viewers got to stay entertained. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate it, TT. So. Uh, Futch, if you're if you're listening, we love you still. He's on that night shift mode at Home Depot. I don't know how much longer he has it, but little channel last week before he's back on the regular schedule. So hopefully we'll okay. have him next week. Yeah. So little channel news. Um, next week I think we're gonna move back towards a Sunday roll or Sunday show. Uh, it's the Pro Bowl. So if you're upset that we're broadcasting <laughs> on Pro Bowl Sunday, I'm sorry. We're probably. Right. Yeah, we probably are more interesting. Um, I think we'll have Neilio, NASCAR Neil is going to pop in there towards the end, some NASCAR updates. Um, and then, of course, the following weekend is Sunday, which say their way, you, you don't have your mic, so when you talk, it, like, yeah. one of it's us like is talking, it's just silent. <laughs> so, oh, well. You have the four way to say what you would like to say. Oh, I was just saying, it's Daytona time. Yeah. For- 
yeah, so Neil's going to be on to give us a little NASCAR preview uh, next week uh, on Pro Bowl Sunday. Of course, we'll have Super Bowl preview. And then the following weekend is Super Bowl Sunday, as everybody knows. We will be hosting a Super Bowl watch party similar to our National Championship watch party. So, like I said, make sure you subscribe. You know, when we go live, you can hang in, have a couple beers with us, play some bets, watch us lose all our money, not win anything, and then we'll do probably a recap Monday and then go back to Sunday show uh, for the foreseeable future. Works out for everybody's schedule. Wade's continuing education. He's got class. He's got school. Uh, so and it's just yeah. right to be on Sundays. Like or like whenever we first started, we were on Sundays and we're about to be on episode number 100. So uh, I think it's right at time. Yeah, 10 weeks. Episode 100 will be coming out. Um, we're on 90 tonight. So, uh, But let's get into it here. The We got, of course, we'll talk. Uh, NFL football first. Chiefs take down the Ravens. They're in Super Bowl. 49ers take down the Lions. It's the Chiefs uh, 49ers Super Bowl. And that Chiefs-Ravens game, I got to say, the Chiefs defense, I I didn't give them enough credit. I mean, I was I know in the playoffs they played pretty well, but I figured Lamar Jackson was going to do his thing. I know I picked the Chiefs to win, got on that Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey magic. Um, and how cute was the kiss on the field everywhere afterwards? People are hating on him, but as a little bit of a Swifty here, I love it. I love to see it. Taylor's in the in the spotlight for the Super Bowl. She's supposed to be making it back. She's got a show in Japan the day before, but the time chain is going to help her out. So I think she'll make the Super Bowl. But uh, Tyler, what did you see in that Chiefs Ravens game and how the Chiefs were able to shut down Lamar? Well, I think before the game even started, there's some controversy. Uh, there was some of Kadarius Tony. He went on Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. I can't say the words that he said, or we would get in trouble by YouTube. Uh, but it was not very pretty circumstances. And then before the game, you had Travis Kelsey, uh, Justin Tucker, and uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, get into a little tirade and you just kicking his tee away. Uh, but the game itself, uh, honestly, I, I was wanting the Ravens to win, uh, but I was honestly not shocked that Patrick Mahomes uh, pulled this off. Travis Kelsey had himself a game. I mean, he broke uh, Jerry Rice's uh, record uh, for yep. for touchdown receptions, uh, so good game Total for receptions. Him. Oh, to- yeah, what yeah, he over. holds the record for touchdown receptions now. I don't know who's he broke, but that's all Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but so yeah, we had that Travis Kelsey touchdown to start off, uh, and then uh, you had that Zay Flowers touchdown. Uh, but too many miscues uh, for Baltimore. Uh, they had that one play that Zay Flowers was about to score, and then he fumbled, and then you had Lamar Jackson uh, throw an interception uh, into triple coverage. Uh, Isaiah likely was calling for the ball, saying he was open, and did he not realize that he had three guys on him? I guess not, uh, but Chad, I agree with you. I was really impressed with this Chiefs, this Chiefs defense. Uh, really been impressed with how their secondary has been playing. And uh, once again, uh, the dynasty is continuing. Patrick Mahomes and company is going back to the bowl uh, and playing in a familiar place, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, so should be an interesting matchup going up against the Niners. Wait, I'm going to ask you this because you are a resident Fantasy, Dynasty Fantasy Football League owner. Uh, is it safe to say that this is a Chiefs Dynasty? Rivals a Patriots Dynasty here? I think it's getting to that point. I mean, you have all the, the cast of characters. With the Patriots, you had Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. 
two of the best ever in their eras. Well, don't forget uh, Aaron Hernandez. Yes, and Aaron Hernandez for one of them. Uh, Brady did play in like four different generations. That's a different story. But I think Mahomes is well on his way. I mean, already playing in his fourth Super Bowl now. Mm-hmm. Um, in five years of being a starting quarterback, I think. So that's pretty dang impressive. Yeah. Um, so you could honest, honestly argue that he's ahead of schedule. Now, will he have the longevity that Tom Brady had? Uh, nobody else ever has. But I think if anybody's going to do it, it's uh, Mahomes. Because this team, let's be real, it was not a championship team for the entirety of the season. Um, but the two teams that are left, I think, were the two most consistent teams all season. We saw flashes in the pan with, with Dallas and Philadelphia, uh, teams that were really good at, at, at times. Um, but these two, to me, really ran the table uh, from, from start to finish. And I think the Chiefs were beatable at times, but Mahomes put them over the top um, and got them some close victories to this point. And I don't know if you noticed, but yesterday, say the past three or four years, the Chiefs have been that high-flying, pass-first offense. But right out of the gate, you saw them leaning on, on the run game with Pacheco um, running like a madman as he as a toddler <laughs> running away from his parents like he looks. Um, and just riding that defense. That's I mean, that's what they, they leaned on their strengths. They were in a hostile environment. They tried to set the tone early uh, with intimidating the kicker and Justin Tucker, which honestly – Say what you want. I think it was a smart move because maybe you throw him off his game a little bit and maybe it comes down to a field goal and he's rattled. He's got, you know, he's thinking about the pregame antics with Kelsey and Mahomes and uh, he misses the field goal. Justin Tucker doesn't miss a lot of field goals, Um, but didn't really come down to that. Ended up being a 17-10, but just felt like a much larger margin of victory. And this is also a controversial topic. I think a lot of people can agree Tom Brady's probably the GOAT in terms of quarterbacks in our generation. But if you look at the statistics, at this point in his career, Brady did have one more. And, yeah, Mahomes lost to Brady twice and to Joe Burrow. Got to remember that. Lost to him once. Those are the only three games he's lost in the postseason. But I think if you stack up, you can't really – I mean, you could say, like, oh, Brady was better than Mahomes, but they played – towards the end of Brady's career where he beat him and he's got more like Mahomes was still starting out. Right. So would you say at this point, they're kind of equal if you take Brady at year, what was this five, six of Mahomes's career? Would you call that they probably at the same threshold or level of greatness that Brady was in his time? Yeah, I think they're there at the, at this point, Mahomes is outpacing Brady. Um, and I think, again, he's doing it with one of his not worst teams, but this team's not as good as it was a year ago. And right. for, to get them back, I think that's a, a very Brady-esque thing to do. Uh, we saw Tom take a few Patriots teams that, you know, maybe weren't the, the greatest and get there. And, I mean, we saw him take the Buccaneers in year one. So I think that elite quarterbacks um, – really transformed their team. But well, let's talk about the other guy in this one, Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I mean, two years in the league, gets the San Francisco 49ers as a third stringer all the way to the Final Four last year. He one-ups it this year to the Super Bowl. Whether he wins it or not, I mean, you got to feel good that a guy that's been in the league for two years gets you to the Super Bowl, um, and they don't skip a beat. I mean, they 
had really good quarterback play, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, with Colin Kaepernick there for a few years and then went into a lull and had some really good years with Garoppolo. And um, now they've hit on Purdy. So that's another really consistent team. And I think the future is bright there too. How happy do you think the 49ers front office is that their Super Bowl winning quarterback is getting like the bare minimal in terms of a contract, and they offloaded Trey Lance at the beginning of the season, who they picked at number three a couple of years ago. Oh, they're very happy. Not complaining yeah. at all. Talk about return on investment. I mean, the ROI is through the roof in San Francisco. Um, you can spend it all on guys like Kittle and Debo and CMC, um, and on a defensive side, uh, ramp them up. But you mentioned they made it to the NFC Championship last year. Probably would have won it if Brock Purdy didn't, you know, tear his UCL and couldn't literally throw a football. So at that point, you're pretty much just done. But, Tyler, we were kind of rooting for the Lions, right? That's the feel-good story. They were, uh, of course, they were the three seed, but it didn't feel like that. They felt like the underdogs the whole way, which a lot of time they were. And they were off to a 17 point lead and then it just I mean that's almost the biggest it reminds me of the 28-3 game with Tom Brady and the Atlanta Val uh, and the Falcons I mean what did you what happened to the Lions how they unravel like that well Kyle Shanahan was involved in both of the comebacks uh yeah definitely a uh, hard uh, to wake up today if you're a Lions fan I mean you like you couldn't ask for a better start. I mean, you had CJ Gardner Johnson and you're up 20 to 7. He's like, bye bye, bye bye. Yeah, wave it to the fans. Yeah, wave it to the fans. Uh, he's a knucklehead. I remember him when he was playing on the Saints and then the Eagles last year. Uh, mm-hmm. hey, he's something. He's he's a nutcase. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the second half, I think that really like the 49ers just clicked and uh, Dan Campbell, uh, he was aggressive pretty much all season. I think he was just a little bit too aggressive. I know that he said in the post game press conference that he doesn't regret it, but when you were it's like, you were just feeling that the 49ers were just gaining momentum. Like you got to kick the fuel goal, go up. 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did not And then you have that long drive. Brendan Ayuk probably had one of the catches of the year, maybe of the postseason. That was like an insane catch. Uh, And then you had uh, CMC get a touchdown. Then Elijah Mitchell got a touchdown as well. So it really flipped. Uh, I mean, it was a game of first half. The Lions were cruising in the second half. uh, The 49ers dominated. You got to credit their defense. I mean, the Lions run game, that offensive line was really – Playing bully ball uh, in the first half, uh, but you got to credit that 49ers defense to really lock it in. Uh, so I think, nonetheless, uh, the Lions, what a terrific season for them. Uh, it's definitely going to be tough to come back for this one, uh, but I was really impressed with the way that Jared Goff played this whole entire season. Yeah. I mean, Campbell said in the post game press conference, you never like to, to see what he said, but he was like, ah, I think he's going to be back to be, get here. I think that was our one shot. Don't love the optimism there, Dan. Uh, I maybe stuff every year to get there. I understand, but have some faith in you guys. Um, but let's go back to the aggressiveness part. Fourth quarter, you're down 10. Okay. You're on the, what were they on? Like the 35 yard line? Uh, uh, yeah, rough. No, closer than that. It was only a 48 yard field goal. So they're at the 23 the ish. Yeah. So 21. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was a fourth and three from like a 25. Yeah, yeah, it's a fourth and three. I understand maybe if you're down seven, go for it. Let's go for the uh, touch, you know, try to get that first down. But you're down 10, and there was like five minutes left on the clock. You have to walk away with points. 
why not kick the field goal there? I mean, look, if you kick it and the guy misses it, everybody's going to be blaming Michael Badgley. You fire the kicker and you move on, but you know mm-hmm. you did the right thing. He's got to come back and coach this team, and there's guys in that locker room that disagree with him wholeheartedly. Um, and that's hard to come back from because Dan Campbell is a good coach, and you, you are going to retain him, and he, he does have a young group that can come back. But you got to think about the long-term ramifications. And I know you can't right there in the moment, but I think you got to take the safe option, take the points. I mean, this game – if they played till midnight, I think San Francisco would have won by 100. They were just a freight train off the rails, and they got hot, and they were just going to beat Detroit. It was just a matter of if they ran out of time, and Detroit almost got bailed out. They had a chance to break the momentum and get the points, get the field goal, send it to overtime, and, and then you just hope you win the coin toss and go down and score, uh, but instead they decided to flirt with that momentum that San Francisco had, and uh oh man it just got so much worse because by the time they did show up and got a touchdown it was just too late they needed the onside kick those never work it almost Mm -hmm. did but yeah just not not a good coaching decision in my opinion and then to run the ball on third down um from the ensuing drive i know they did score the touchdown on fourth down but um they did have to stop the clock which put them in a situation where they had to get the onside kick uh it was unlikely they would win if they didn't get the onside kick, but, you know, anytime it's mathematically impossible, you know, the odds are against you. Right. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We could say if you kick the field goal, you win that game, but in the moment, it was kind of a, like, what do you do? Obviously, Dan Campbell's very aggressive, goes for it the most out of any coach in the NFL, and it converts on it on fourth down the most. But I guess it adds up. If you go for it the most, your odds are exponentially greater that you're going to convert more than other people and have a better percentage. Uh, Tyler, in that moment, erase the fact that they lost, you know, if they would have kicked it, it probably would have been tied. What would you have done in that moment? I think, uh, I mean, I definitely get going for it there. Like, if you score a touchdown, I mean, it, it's pretty – I'm not going to say it's over, uh, but it would have to take almost a miracle. Uh, but, you know, like the play call, like you're throwing it 20 yards down the field and you only need three yards. I would just do like my my thing that I would do on NCAA, I would run the play action power rope. Run that. Throw it to the tight end. Throw it to the porter. Like do a little out route. Like, You've don't got do one of the like best that. tight ends. Like, it, it has a, a similar play where they ran like a little out route with Josh Reynolds and he dropped the ball. It was another fourth and three. Uh, so. You just got to trust uh, your guy there. I would either go to Amon Ra in that situation, which they did, uh, but the throw wasn't great it's because they, San Francisco duck. got a lot of pressure. But I probably would have gone to Laporta there uh, for like a little play action power play. Yeah, it's just, it was a questionable play call, questionable decision. And looking back on it, it's kind of what changed, like Wade said, 49ers were a freight train. And that just, they, they took that ball. You could tell the defense was like, shit, we just lost the game. And they just ran right down the field, scored. Um, Where it really started was on the fumble. I mean, that killed the momentum um, when they fumbled the ball right after San Francisco scored. I think it was their first touchdown of the game, but they had 14 points within like 45 seconds. And I mean, once they got that, they were unstoppable. Like I said, they were going to win that game by – 100 if they kept playing, but you just kind of kept hoping to, if you were cheering for Detroit that that clock would hit zeros before that. Yeah. Um, so 
we won't like I said, Super Bowl preview will be more next week's show with it being a little closer, but early picks. What do you got, Wade? Who do you got winning this thing? Uh I'm not gonna bet against Mahomes again. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I'll stew up a score prediction for y'all in a little bit. But uh, I think it'll be close. Under seven, but Chiefs. Okay, Tyler. Yeah, I think that a lot of people think that this is a boring matchup. I am that as well. I, I wanted to see Ravens and Lions. That's why I picked it last week. I'm not going to pick like, oh, this team's going to win just because this is going to happen. I was going to pick the teams that I wanted. I went 0-2. But I've been picking against Mahomes pretty much in every round. I You know, I picked uh, them to lose uh, pretty early on. Uh, but I'm not going to do it again. I think that this is a, a dynasty that's just building uh, year in and year out. Pair that with Taylor Swift being at the game. I mean, it's just uh, the script is going to be written. I think that uh, the Chiefs are going to win this one. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I am going to go probably take that over 47 and a half. I always take the over in games. You're just a loser if you bet the under uh, in the game <laughs> as big as this. Uh, so I'll go, hmm, I'll say 35-31 Chiefs win this one. I hate to do it, but this is a full Chief Blake podcast uh, yeah. for the early predictions. Just because I said Chiefs 49ers last week, I was right. Listen to me, people. I've been telling you all along who's going to be in the Super Bowl. There's too many connections to the number 13 and Taylor Swift. Uh, I watched a TikTok earlier that laid it all out. I don't remember a lot of them, uh, but I do remember something with the number 100. It's um, five. It's the 58th Super Bowl. So five plus eight is 13. Boom. And there, there was one like 100 minus 13 is 87. And that's Travis Kelsey's number. Um, Kelsey, keep it 100. I don't remember what it was. Uh, and it's oh, what, something with 22. I think it might be Travis Kelsey's 22nd playoff game in his career. And people are like, 22, Taylor Swift, feeling 22. It's 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 Travis Kelsey. Uh, there's just a lot of – there's a lot of correlations to 13. I'll send you all the TikTok, but I was cracking up watching it. Um, so, I'm kind of in the boat of Tyler. And, Wade, you said it too. I don't think this is a blowout. I think this is a close game because it's obviously two very good teams. Uh, but I think it's a high-scoring matchup. Like Tyler said, you're a loser if you don't root for points. Take the over. Um and take the the Chiefs plus one and a half. I mean, easy money right there. Stay an underdog. I mean, they're gonna win. Yeah, you can't honestly. You can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I hate to say it. He's kind of turning into that Brady character to where nobody likes him because he wins so much. But I I just think they're too good. I mean, the the narrative was that they didn't have wide receivers. And you look at Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey and MVS had to drop last week, but he made up for it this week. With the clutch catch, running game is amazing. The defense has just been playing out of this world. The Chiefs are going to be very hard to beat uh, in two weeks. So let us know in the comments who your picks are. We, I see we got uh, Chu saying the script is in, uh, which I think is alluding to the Chiefs are going to win the football game. So, um, But we'll do a full breakdown next week, so make sure you subscribe uh, to and stay tuned for that. Last bit of NFL news, Jim Harbaugh. New coach for the Chargers. Love or hate it? Wade, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I think it's a good hire. He's a championship coach now at the collegiate level. And 
this Chargers team has talent. I think they're going to lose a lot in free agency, but they've been pretty underwhelming with that talent, so it's good to shake it up. I think they got the best coach out there. Um, and I think it's good for Harbaugh, too. I think that maybe he kind of knew what was coming for him in the NCAA. He accomplished a goal there. Uh, he came to Michigan from California, gets to go return uh, to there with, with a, an NFL team with a lot of resources and a nice stadium. So I think it's a good, good fit. Tyler, what do you think about Justin Herbert under Jim Harbaugh? Do you think the leash is a little long, new coach? I mean, he's obviously a, a great quarterback, but he hasn't really lived up to that hype these past couple of years. So what do you think about that situation today? Maybe draft a quarterback this year, maybe grab a J.J. McCarthy to sit bench behind Justin. What are you feeling there? Yeah, I mean, you know, Herbert's dealt with uh, a lot of injuries this past uh, couple of seasons, and Jim Harbaugh said in his uh, presser uh, that he was really impressed. Uh, he was starstruck, actually, by Justin Herbert. So I don't think there's going to be any – like, maybe he goes after J.J. McCarthy. Like, McCarthy's going to be in the middle of the round, like maybe as early as round number three, four, five rounds is probably where I would slide him in there. Uh, but, you know, this offense has a lot of talent. You know, you do have some aging wide receivers. You know, Keaton Allen and Mike Williams aren't getting any younger. You did draft uh, Quentin Johnston. And then uh, also Austin Eckler, he's also getting older. He didn't have that great of a season, too. Uh, so you have the offensive talent there. We know the division, like it's like the Chiefs division and pretty much everybody else, like the Raiders, who knows how good they'll be with their new head coach, uh, the Broncos with uh, Russell Wilson pretty much out the door. Who's they're going to be their quarterback? Are they going to draft somebody? Are they going to go with Jared Stidham? Are they going to go with somebody in the free agency? There's just a lot of question marks with both of those teams. Uh, so I think give it about five, I'll say a five-year window. I think that in that five-year window that Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers will make it to the Super Bowl, you know, we saw in his first year with the 49ers. Think there, Tyler. They were they were off like coming off like a three-win season, and Harbaugh turns around and, and wins 11 wins. Uh, he made it to the Super Bowl uh, in that Ravens uh, and 49ers Super Bowl in New Orleans. The, where the lights went out. Uh, so uh, I think that this is a terrific hire. I'm sure that we're going to be talking about on the flip side what it means for Michigan. Uh, but coming off of a national championship, I think that Harbaugh is a great college coach, and he's also a great NFL coach. So there's a lot of talent on this team, both on offense and defense. I just think that they needed the right guy. And uh, they're going to be bringing in, it sounds like, Jesse Minter as the D.C. Uh, so that defense uh, is going to be really good uh, under Minter. Is that their Michigan's defensive coordinator? Yeah. I was the linebackers coach that got fired with the whole right. side stealing scandal. Okay, but so was that the guy that they canned? Uh, yeah, they could hire Connor Stallions while they're at it if they want to. I'm waiting for the announcement for him to be a scout for Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallions. Dude, he would, or I was going to say, uh, yeah, they could bring him in and he could do whatever he wants because I think, well, no, didn't the Patriots get in trouble for videoing signs or something? I thought it was fair game in the NFL, but it might not be. I think it's a iffy line. I think the Patriots were videoing practice. Something yeah. along those lines. That was a no-no. Uh, but, yeah, you can send them to the NFL games. I mean, shoot, hire Keep them on your payroll just, like, not on the team and just tell Stallions to go sit in the, in the stands of NFL games um, and send them to you. To send them straight to Arrowhead. <laughs> yeah, really, because that, that's who they're going to need it against. Uh, so before we shift gears down to college football, because you alluded to that uh, Michigan hiring, we got to shift uh, to our seckies for the week. 
We're going to start with uh, Hidden Gems, new segment we introduced last week where we kind of find an interesting sports topic and, uh, you know, may not have heard about it in the past week. So, uh, Wade, you missed last week. We'll let you take it away first. All right. My Hidden Gem of the Week uh, kind of is a crossover between Major League Baseball and college football. So, I think it's a good transition. Uh, Todd Helton was introduced or inducted into the um, MLB Hall of Fame this past week. He had a really good career as a baseball player for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Kind of Freddie Freeman before there was Freddie Freeman. Big contact guy. Of course, the the power alleys in um, Denver never hurt with the altitude, but he hit over 300 in his career. But before he was smashing baseballs, he was a dual sport athlete at Tennessee, Um, And I did not know that. I knew that he played baseball at Tennessee, but he was also the quarterback at Tennessee. He was the backup for a couple years. And then in 1994, he was all set to be the starting quarterback over a true freshman from New Orleans, Peyton Manning. Uh, So he won the job over Peyton. Coming out of fall camp, it lasted all of four games. And then he got hurt, which is what um, let Peyton Manning come onto the scene and become the Hall of Fame NFL quarterback that that he went to become, but Helton ended up being an NFL baseball, I mean, (laughs) Hall of Fame baseball player in his own right. So pretty cool to have your quarterback room both officially now in the Hall of Fame. That's, uh, that's interesting there that, you you know, you don't, he played a very long time in in the, uh, in the MLB played for Colorado, like you said, but he was, uh, he was slinging the old pigskin around. Who knows? Maybe if you didn't get hurt, we never would have seen Peyton Manning. Yeah, could have got or he Helton could have had a really good year and tried a shot at the NFL uh, for more guaranteed money, and we would have missed out on a great baseball player. And, and like you said, Peyton Manning might not have burst onto the scene. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting story there from uh, Tennessee and MLB. So yeah, oh, that's good. Hint. Good start to to the week, Wade. Your first hidden gem. That's a good one. Tyler, what do you got for us? That's going to be hard to top. Uh, mine ties into two categories, real estate and college football. Dion okay. got a new crib this past oh. week as uh, his sons, Shiloh, Shadur, and Dion Jr. gave the old pops a uh, new mansion. I don't know. I was trying to look up how much it is. Bro. I'm sure it's probably like $5 million or plus or that something NIL like that. NIL money, man. Up in yeah, Colorado. NIL money, about to be draft money. Whatever Shadur uh, enters the draft uh, next year. Uh, but the property's in Longmont, Colorado. If you don't know where that is, it's only 15 miles down the road uh, from the campus of the University of Colorado. So That's a bit of a drive every day to go into is. work. Come on, Shadur. You uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's driving the Lamborghini there or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably getting chauffeured in the Rolls Royce. That's a, oh, yeah. That's one you don't that that was a good find, Tyler. Um, so I've got two. Uh these are some interesting ones. So we're gonna start with one uh that can be conceived differently. Uh I'm not portraying it like that on the show, but in Wichita, Kansas. I'm saying this one because I was uh, in Houston this weekend, which by the way, my license plates were stolen, so that was cool. Oh, uh, that was a, just the just the rear license plate was stolen. So got new ones today. Tickets, you know, you, you could just show up to court with uh, one of your plates and say, I'm missing the second. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
was able to get a new one today, walked in five minutes, new plates, new registration. I was kind of surprised by how easy that process was. I was figured I was going to have to go to the DMV, prove that I like own the vehicle, like all sorts of deal. Um, but it was actually a pretty easy process. So a little sidetrack there, but uh, on the topic of being stolen, a Jackie Robinson statue was stolen in Wichita, Kansas over the weekend. I, I, this was sent to me by my friend who's from, uh, that went to Wichita State. Shout out, James. Uh, that Maybe they really wanted the statue because they didn't waste any time. They cut it off at the legs. They just took like his from shin up. So you go to the statue and it's just his shoes. Uh, so uh, The statue of Shoeless Joe Jackson. Th- that... That would have been perfect. Uh, So just a little interesting nugget there. Somebody really wanted a Jackie Robinson statue and took it. And I don't know if they're selling this thing on the black market. I don't know how much a shoeless Jackie Robinson statue goes for on the the black market, but be interested to see if uh, if they end up uh, finding it. Probably. Another one. What'd you say, Wade? Probably it's in a copper yard somewhere. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They probably melted that sucker down, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, and in soccer news, the Egyptian na- national soccer team sacrificed a cow for good luck in the African Cup of Nations. Okay, talk about a hidden gem there. Tell me if you would have if you would have strolled. Maybe we should have sacrificed a tater tot before our games. We did sacrifice tater tots uh, for. Backstory: Our our uh, intramural softball team was sponsored by Sonic. We sacrificed them by just chowing down before games on tater tots. So, uh, but yeah, sacrifice the cow for for better luck in the African Cup of Nations. We'll uh, we'll have to stay tuned in the the Egyptian That's national team. That's one you don't see every day. <laughs> no, it's not. So uh, imagine if the U.S. team did that. Peter would be all over their asses. It'd be crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> you- you can't do nothing about with animals in the United States with PETA around. Hey, speaking of PETA and animals, see who got that dog in them. Oh. That was, that was pretty good transition. That transition was on fleek. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. for that one. Uh, wait, take us away. Who got that dog in them? All right, I'm gonna go with the guy that turned the momentum in that game last night with Kansas or with uh, San Francisco, Brandon Ayuk. He had the uh, really crazy hyper focused catch that went off like the helmet of the Detroit guy, and he caught it and fell down at the one yard line. But it might as well have been a touchdown because they punched it in on the very next play or or shortly thereafter. So that really changed the momentum. Had that ball hit the turf, they would have been about 50 yards downfield. I don't know if they would have gone down the field and scored. Um, and then, of course, they got that stop on defense right after it, and they scored again. So um, I think that was the play that really sparked the team. And he had a really good game, and he's had a great season. So Brandon Ayuk got that dog in him. Okay, okay. I like it. We got some coming in from the comments. So if you're watching, let us know who got that dog in him. Uh, Neil's got, uh, in NASCAR news, Connor Zilich. I think I said that name right. Uh, 17 years old, came in first in the LMP2 category at the Rolex 24-hour race. Can you imagine driving for 24 hours? I mean, come on. That, that's insane. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for us? 
Man, I saw Matt Jones comment rolling in. Like, pause mine. Like, get to Matt. Okay. Here we go. I, I like to save Matt's for last, but you mentioned it. So here we go. Who got that dog in him? You want to know who got that dog in him? George Kittle on the pancake of Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Not an easy task to take that take that to Hutchinson. Hey, the tight ends uh, in these two games were showing out. Um, that kind of leads into my dog of the week, Travis Kelsey, who at the beginning was just like jawing with every single person he met, whether it was Matthew Judon or whether it was uh, Patrick Queen. Yeah, he was letting them hear it. Uh, and then he ended up going 11 for 11 in targets and receptions for 116 yards and a touchdown. He had that huge play on the first drive on fourth down, an amazing catch, um, I will say. And he's dating Taylor Swift. So dude's got the, got the dog. I give him that. Ty, what do you got? Double dog. Uh, but, yeah, since there's so much football, I'm going to start shifting my picks towards college basketball. We haven't really talked much about college basketball, but I'm sure we will. Once the NFL season closes the book. But if you're looking for a conference to watch, the Big 12 is absolutely loaded. Like every game is always close. I'm going to go with the TCU Horn Frogs. They beat Baylor on the road in a hostile environment. Mm. It took three overtimes. So, like, if a team, like, this is just a team award. If you go to three overtimes, especially on the road and find yourself a win, the Horn Frogs came away with a 105 102 victory against the Bears. So good win for TCU as they're now 15 and 5. I'm sure they'll be ranked pretty soon. Yeah, I think Baylor was number nine, weren't they? They were they're number uh, 15 top, at the time. Okay. So a top 20 team. Uh, I mean, other double overtime, Lakers, Warriors. That was insane. In there. That was a crazy game. Um, going into Gold State and winning that one on basically the LeBron free throws. Uh, and then my other. If they would have won, I would have given it to Lamar just on the pass to himself. The 15-yard pass that he caught and took off running with. I did that, That's pretty cool. He uh, It got tipped at the line and went straight up, and he just kept running, caught it, and took off down the field How do you uh, for 15 yards. Pass to a, you get credit for the pass and the reception? Yep, yep. he got one catch for 15 yards. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he beat out the linebacker. The linebacker was jumping up to pick the ball, and Lamar just swooped in, grabbed it, took off down the field. Um, so it was a pretty – at the time, uh, Tony Romo was blowing a gasket about how impressive it was. That's not all he <laughs> – Yeah, Tony's got some interesting calls. His, I believe uh, Gene said, Tony, have you ever done a pass to yourself? Is, is it Gene? That's not Gene, is it? What's the – who is it? I don't. I can't remember who he's with now. It's a. Uh, his name's drawn a blank, but he does. Tyler knows who it is. Uh, I know. Like I'm having a. We can't miss this. Like this dude is a legendary announcer. Yes, he is. I mean, he does the Masters for crying out he loud. He is a le- yeah. The Jim Nance. There we go. We got Jim it. Nance. That's who it is. I thought he was here. It's somebody else this year. No, it's Jim Nance, uh, or at least for the playoff game. Did you like the Masters commercial, by the way? I mean, did you all uh, see it on CBS? Heaven. Oh, heaven, it's a place I'm That was interesting. Back. That was an interesting song choice. It's not like the ESPN one where we get Georgia. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they should just put the sound of the birds just yeah. chirping. That one. Great. It was the sound of, like, the pine straw crinkling mm-hmm. and the birds. You could hear yeah. the... As bloom, it was so quiet. It was good. It was nice. Yeah. But back to Tony Romo. 
Uh, Jim Nance goes, Tony, you ever catch a pass that you threw to yourself? He goes, not Jim, not on the field, but in the backyard. I used to throw the ball there all the time and catch it. And it was like, what? Uh, love him or hate him. He's an interesting fellow. Uh, here we go, Neil. I, overall. Yeah, I remember that. Marcus did do that. Uh, NASCAR uh, Neil. Yeah. yeah, so dog of the week. Let us know who your pick is down in the comments. Uh, we'll read them as they come in. Uh, so, like I foreshadowed, uh, going back to college football, um, Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, and they hire Mr. Cry Baby himself, who just loves Michigan so much, uh, Sharon Moore, as new head coach. Um, what is your take on his press conference that he did where he was just bawling uh, when he was the interim head coach? I, I like to see the passion, but I felt like that was a little much. Yeah, it was a lot, um, but I think it's the right guy for the job. If you're hiring a coach almost in February now, I mean, your options are limited. The team, you know, is in a really good spot right now. They have a chance to repeat as, as champions. You want to keep as few guys uh, from transferring as possible, so you go with the guy that they really like playing for, and uh, that's Ron Moore. So uh, he, he held down the fort when all the rumors were circling, and – um, you know, he, he got them to the championship ultimately. So I think it's a good hire and I would expect him to have pretty immediate success just because of the situation he's walking into, but it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that success over a long period of time. It will be interesting to see, like you mentioned, if he keeps the roster intact, I haven't seen any big transfer portal splashes. From Michigan, maybe I missed some, but I haven't seen anything floating around. They're gonna, uh, but I think transfer wise, they should be in good shape. Yeah, so you've got uh, on the other side, Ohio State is just everybody's transferring in, they're just they're <laughs> taking everybody. Uh, Tyler, where, where does life after Harbaugh begin for Michigan and in that matchup with Ohio State? Well, it won't be an undefeated season, I'll tell you that. I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's really rough. In week number two, you got Texas. So, so I mean, Texas, they're going to be like – they're going to be gunning for like not only for an SEC title, uh, but the playoffs. So, uh, you know, there's the horns down. Did you see uh, the BYU Are they gonna uh, student me? section? Uh, they were wearing the horns down, and like immediately they decided to uh, like take off the shirts and all. Like, I cannot yeah, let's wait. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> How – I didn't even see it, but Neil sent me the photo. And, yeah. Uh, How soft. Oh, for one, BYU made their fans. They kicked the crap out of them, so boom, karma. Yeah. How soft are you as a school that you can't take the horns down from fans and other players? Like um, when you're a kid and you like are playing the copy game and like you repeat – what somebody else says and they're like stop it that's annoying and then you say stop it that's annoying and you just keep going it's like you're gonna keep doing it because you're being told you can't like if they would just be like yeah man whatever like haha like the lsu corn dog thing died really fast because we just embraced it and i think we started deep frying corn dogs like corn dogs are good. i don't know <laughs> i mean corn dogs smell pretty good i mean if you I... sing corn dogs i mean shoot every time that comes around i'm Exactly. It's just like when you got their coaches coming out saying like, oh, that really hurt our feelings. Like <laughs> that's really, really strong, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it's 
uh, penalties specific to that. Like, no other taunting thing is like a, a penalty. Like, that is a specific penalty, or it was at least in the Big 12 bylaws. I don't know if that's a thing anymore when they get to the SEC. Hopefully. Is there some sort of historic meeting? Like, they had a coach who was battling cancer, and he would do this? Or, like, what's the deal here? Like, one time with the Ole Miss Land Sharks, okay? They all, you know, they make a sack, they do this. One time I did that when they, they like, for whatever happened. And I was told that the Land Sharks was because of the defensive tackle who was battling cancer. And they, they created that in support of him. So I felt like an asshole when I did this. But then I told him, you made that up. And I did it to to the fan again. Um, but is there some sort of sentimental meaning behind it? Or are they just soft? I don't know if there is. I mean, uh, it could have some sort of historic value. Um, as a South Carolina fan growing up, you know, we always did Spurs up. Um, and you would think Clemson fans would be like, Spurs. Hey, that's a wise thing, though. Uh, <laughs> they, they were once smarter, and they said, fine, you can have Spurs up because a chicken with Spurs up is a dead chicken laying on its back. So, <laughs> Okay. That's creative, right? Like, the, I mean, just boom, horns down. They go, I've never, I honestly rarely see Texas fans do this now. All I see is this. I like North- uh, the Wolfpack. Oh, yeah, I do like that. Is, do they make a little, like, puppet? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's like, I promise you, every stadium they go into next year is going to be horns down on them. Like, it's just soft. Um, and if it rattles you that much, then they're going to do it 10 times more. Like, like you said, it's the copycat game. If it was, you know, you keep repeating what somebody says and it annoys the piss out of them, they're going to continue to do it. So I don't know. I think they should just suck it up and ignore it. Like it's, I mean, imagine when they come into Tiger Stadium. Same thing with the taunting rule. The taunting rule should be abolished too. What was the taunting in the, uh, Ravens game because I missed that. I was driving. Ray back Flowers pretty much like he he made that catch uh, to put them at the ten yard line. That was before the fumble. He pushed down on the Jerry Sneed whenever C was on the ground, and he pretty much just like was looking over him with the ball. I mean, like I like the need forced the fumble on the next play, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. So I guess ball don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the taunt and then the fumble is not a great look for uh, Zay Flowers. I think the most stupidest taunting rule that I've ever seen was 2011, Brad Wing. They took – the officials took away his touchdown. Funny. Like, uh, it's a putter, crying out loud. And he just did this. Like, he wasn't, like, flipping off like anybody. He was just, like, celebrating because when do you get a – when does a punter ever get an opportunity to score yeah. a touchdown and the officials to just step in like, oh, 15-yard penalty, you got to do it again. I remember being mad about that, and I wasn't really an LSU fan at the time because I was like, come on, it's a punter. I thought you were going to say the worst one in terms of, like, come on, man moment. Mine would be Elijah Moore doing the dog piss. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) That one was Yeah, that one is awarded. I mean, you just got to be smarter. Yeah, did they lose the egg bowl? That one was, yeah. That's disrespecting a live animal. (laughs) Yeah, PETA. PETA. Well, I guess technically, if we do horns down, that's disrespecting the board. Yeah, well. Well, Oklahoma State took it a step too far and put a dead longhorn on Killed a longhorn. Yeah, on yeah. a fr- 
That went a bit too far. <laughs> yeah. But dead animals aside, the horns down hand gesture, I think, is like grow up. Like, don't be so soft. You, you, it's football. It's it's sports. There's jeering from the opposing fans. And so they're going to take whatever you do. Like, LSU does the L, and people say, oh, for loser? Like, oh, give them a 15-yard penalty. Like, come on. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about, like, Michigan. Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, Tyler, sorry. Cut you off. Um, yeah, before the horn's down. Like, we needed that, though. Like, this is off university. So yeah. welcome to the SEC. Uh, but I think that uh, it was definitely a great hire. I think that this is a roster that's definitely going to lose a lot of talent. I mean, there's going to be a lot of first-round picks. And, you know, you're losing pretty much most of your offense, J.J. McCarthy, Roman Wilson, uh, Blake Corum. I still think that it's going to be a really good team. Uh, you know, it's going to be a new Big Ten. Definitely going to be an interesting time. Uh, but the, the hire was pretty much right. I just don't think that there was any other candidates uh you know, you had Lance Leipold of Kansas, you know, Chris Kleiman, Kansas State. Brian Kelly was a rumor for like a day, and then that died as soon as uh, he made his hires, you know, with uh, the co-offense coordinators, bringing in Bo Davis, bringing in Corey Raymond, which Corey Raymond's already uh, recruiting five-star DBs. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that Michigan's not going to be too much of a drop-off. I think that Sharon Moore is definitely uh, the right guy for them. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a hit for them to lose Jesse Minter. I think that Minter – uh, going with uh, Harbaugh, uh, that's definitely going to be a tough blow for Michigan. So I am uh, trying to find, um, you know, you, you mentioned losing people and what happens in the college football. You have draft and you lose players. Um, trying to find the first release from Mel Kiper. Mock draft. You've got okay because I Googled it and it was 2018. I was like, Josh Allen is not the first oh. quarterback. That's being taken off the board. So, Tyler, read us that top five from Mel Kuyper. Yeah, we'll do the top five. Yep. Uh, So, number one, Chicago Bears really uh, is pretty much consistent. I think Cale Williams, quarterback for USC. Number two, which is very surprising, I think it's going to be the mini. Washington Commanders, Jaden Daniels, quarterback for LSU. He's slowly moving up. I think that what what you're seeing for Lamar Jackson on Sunday is I think that Jaden Daniels could be even him, maybe even better. Who knows? Uh, but number three is another quarterback, the New England Patriots, uh, Drake May, quarterback for North Carolina, then the Arizona Cardinals, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver for Ohio State. And then number five, a new toy for Jim Harbaugh, Brock Bowers, tied in for Georgia. I Ooh. think that would slide in because Gerald Everett, I think that they're probably going to let him go and they, they need another tight end. Uh, so Brock Bowers. I think if you're looking at the pass catchers, I think that Brock Bowers, he's slated as a tight end, uh, but he could definitely be a slot wide. I think that he could be like that Travis Kelsey, what it what Travis Kelsey is on the Chiefs. You know, Harbaugh likes those tight ends. Um, he does. So that's – I haven't seen Bowers at five. That's interesting. Uh, let's talk about Jane. They could go neighbors there too. I mean, Keenan Allen at six. So, oh, yeah, right there after him, so. Where what does he have neighbors going? The Giants. That would that would be good too. Um, so first three picks, quarterback heavy, two three teams that need a quarterback, and then Arizona grabbing uh, Marvin Harrison, which is a weapon for Kyler. Uh, that seems pretty accurate. Jade Daniels at two. Uh, that's I hate it because I wanted him to follow the Saints, but obviously the Saints are probably going to drive. Not going to happen. <laughs> You know, a defensive lineman of North Dakota State or something. 
Um, why, how do you feel about Jaden to the Commanders? I mean, it's a, it's going to be a new system either way. You know, Ron Rivera out the door is going to be a new offense coordinator. Uh, but the offense coordinator, you got Eric Benini, uh So, like, he, if you saw him, he pretty much, like, built with the Kansas City Chiefs offense the past couple of years and Sam Howell. Uh, you don't know. You're probably going to go away from Sam Howell because that was Ron Rivera's guy. And once you get in this uh, new head coach, I mean, you look at a guy like Jaden Daniels, I just think that he's going to be explosive. You have uh, really talented wide receivers, too. You know, Tarek McLaurin. Mm-hmm. You have Jahan Dotson, the rookie. You have Curtis Samuel. Samuel has, like, those boomer bust games. Then you have really two solid running backs, too, with Brian uh, Robinson Jr. And then uh, I can't forget his name. I hate this guy. Antonio Gibson. That's who he is. I was going to remind you if you forgot his name, Antonio Gibson. Yep. Uh, And then I think that the defense could definitely uh, lose some work. Uh, You know, uh, Chase Young is now on the 49ers. uh, But, uh, yeah, they could definitely do some work there. But it all starts in the NFL with having – a really good, solid quarterback. I think that Jane Daniels could be the fit for them. How about Chase Young getting drafted two to the Commanders and parlaying that to three years into being on a Super Bowl team? Um, his agent, he his agent deserves a raise there. Uh, Drake May to the Patriots way. Do you think that brings the Patriots back to to the top? Yeah, I think that's a, a move in the right direction. Um, I think for the Patriots that's probably a safer play than going with Jaden Daniels. Uh, I like Daniels on the commanders just a little bit more. I think that could be good. So I think I like how that pans out there at at two and three. Uh, You know, you got a new head coach for the first time in a long time. So you want to go ahead and get your guy in there. A lot of people are going to say Drake May is a little bit more NFL ready than, than Daniels. So I think you got to feel really good about getting him at third at the third pick. Um, and other college news, unless you got anything else on the draft, Tyler, it's still, right. really I guess I'll put in the saints pick, uh, yeah, let's the scene, uh Mel Kuyper has Brian Thomas jr. Wide receiver LSU going to the I saints. I love that. Cause you know, Mike Thomas is going to be gone. His cryptic yeah. tweets last night. I feel like he, a lot of the superstars might be on the move. He hates Derek Carr. I mean, with a burning passion. Um, he was very active on Twitter, uh, for both of the games. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I could see us moving on from Michael Thomas. I hate it because we paid him a lot of money, and I think his contract's coming to an end, so we're not going to get anything for it, right? No draft capital, nothing like that. Camara, I don't want to move on, but there's potential to get some picks there. Alave, I don't think you can. I think it's too early. Like you got to, just got to get a better freaking quarterback, man. You got a better, yeah. New offense coordinator, new coach, new quarterback, the whole deal. Um, Speaking of wide receivers from Baton Rouge, you saw the headlines. We should have put this one as hit, Jim. Kayshawn Booty had himself a large sum of booty in uh, illegal bets that he placed. I believe the number was he placed $105,000 worth of bets, totaling to $550,000 worth of winnings. So uh, can we get the bet slip from him? Um, and he ended up cashing out about fifty grand, which leads me to believe he lost a lot of that other money. Clips uh, from him. Yeah, uh, it all makes he, sense why he was throwing all those temper tantrums during that game. Now, yeah, oh, yeah. he placed eighty nine hundred bets in a span of three hundred and ninety six days. That's twenty two and a half bets per day. Can you? I mean. 
23 bets a day. I have a feeling that it could have been mainly on Saturdays. Like, he just, like, loaded up a bunch of bets. But either way, this is where people that don't like sports gambling have an issue with it because it's compromising the integrity of the game. You got players out there with stuff beyond normal incentives, you know, like contract extensions and stuff at play. Uh, at, at what point does the dollar become more powerful than either the dollar you're playing for or your personal pride in the game when these players have something on the line like that? So like like Tyler said, I mean, you saw him crying on the sidelines about not getting targets, and we thought it was because he was a competitor who wanted to win. It was because he had 200 grand riding on him catching five passes. So, and scoring a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Fun. So I, I don't like it a lot. Um, I will say this. I think that that's just kind of how he is as a, a player and a person. So I don't think it's some rampant issue out there. I know I had some guys that were doing similar things, but um, Keishon Booty's just kind of been a, a nutcase since really his sophomore year. And, uh, I mean, I, I think the NFL will probably step in and and at least be monitored. He's off the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I it's kind of been betting illegally in the NFL too. Like, what uncovered this investigation? You know, like why did it just now come out? Probably his username, uh, Kayshawn Booty One. He's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> like, at least yeah. don't do your name and do something. Well, like, Patriots lover like eight or something. I don't if know. If you really <laughs> want to bet, well, for one, he started betting when he was under twenty-one, so that's where the illegal action comes in, and he that's was betting. Well, part comes in, but the uh, he used somebody else's social security number to, to do it. It's legal. <laughs> yeah. Did he use his mom in this too? I I think I think it was his mom or his aunt's security something along those lines. Uh, he was betting at the LSU facility, so that's another no-no. Uh, betting on himself. Another no-no. Uh, if you really want to bet, I'm sure there's somebody in Louisiana that would be your bookie. You give them a cut of your profits. That's how a bookie works, right? Um, just, just ask the guy. Hey, put a hundred on on me to have five catches, and then get you know, give me the money if I win. Like or there's eight room and don't have an embarrassing junior season and get drafted in the first round. Yeah, that too. That also helps. Uh, but there's much smarter ways he could have done this. The dumbest one was his username, Kayshawn Booty one He was like, like, Coach, let me get that seven. I got uh, to throw people off. <laughs> exactly. Um, when he dropped the, the touchdown as he was crossing the line back in like 2020, 2021, um, that ended up being out at the one-yard line because he was like celebrating. Bet you we had the under in that game. Didn't want that touchdown to be scored. Yeah. Uh, if you take like the over or you bet that you're gonna score a touchdown or something like okay you're trying to to win but if he had an under on any of this i mean i would lose all respect for him exactly. or uh well he got arrested he turned himself in not really sure what's gonna happen with all that but i would imagine right. he's uh somebody probably got the bond to bail him out <laughs> but it's not hey, his career's over i think he had that get Gordon money, that NIL deal. Gordon was supplying it, uh, and little did he know he was turning around instead of buying Lamborghinis, he was placing bets. <laughs> so, um, last thing I got, 
Uh, some LSU news, LSU baseball preview going to be coming out soon. LSU opens up as the number two uh, in the Baseball America preseason bowl. Wake Forest was number one. I think Florida was three. Um, and, you know, Tommy Tanks was uh, hitting nukes uh, in batting practice effortlessly. Talk about how he played hurt all last year. Tyler, tell us a little bit about this LSU team. Uh, a little pre to the preview. Oh, one thing about that Tommy Tanks, like I told you guys, like he popped his shoulder 20 times during the season. If you remember, he hurt his shoulder uh, in game number one against Western Michigan. Like he hurt it all throughout the season and even in the dog pile. I mean, and he still like hit over 100 RBIs. Uh, but, you know, this is a, a team that definitely has some question marks going into the season. Uh, but I'm definitely hearing a lot of great things uh, about this pitching staff. I don't, we don't we we'll probably won't even know who like the the you know the one like who's going to be the friday guy who's going to be the saturday and the sunday guy probably till sec play the friday guy sh- should probably be thatcher hurt i mean he's got the experience coming back uh gage jump is another guy cam johnson uh he's a talented freshman uh too uh so this is a, a really talented bullpen getting a lot of guys and uh there's uh, some shuffling in the infield it's looking like josh pearson uh, is going from uh Left field uh, to second base, a pretty similar uh, move to what we saw Gavin Dugas do uh, last year. Uh, but a lot of experience uh, out the door, especially on offense. You know, no more Trey Morgan. Beloso's gone. Dugas is gone. Cruz is gone. A lot of uh, talent off that team. Uh, so I don't think it's a lot of uh, reload. This is just another – this is another reload year. This is a tack year uh, for Jay Johnson and company. Uh, but the SEC is loaded. If you saw uh, – the top 10, I think that Florida, South Carolina, Arkansas uh, is going to be uh, really good, talented teams. Uh, so definitely going to be interesting. Uh, the Tigers will be tested early on as they, uh, you know, they go to uh, Minute Maid Park and uh, Friday night smash up. They get Texas. What's that? That's a March game, right? Yeah, it's early March. I think it's like the first week in March. A little sports scramble road trip down to the uh, Minute Maid Park. Maybe so. I mean, that sounds like a good Back idea. Back to the sauna? <laughs> As it usually is, but we could probably win it. Ah, it, it'll be a good uh, it'll be a good test. Um, you mentioned the, the rotation. We'll, uh, like I said, we'll dive into it once we uh, kind of get the chance to record that episode. Uh, Luke Holman's the transfer from Alabama, right? That's yep. I, Yeah, so we you see a lot of just – not a rebuild, a reload. A lot of guys from the portal coming to play at LSU for Jay Johnson. I agree with you. I think that's your hurt. It's going to be that Friday night guy. Probably a Holman um, and a Saturday because he's got the starting experience. But Sunday, I mean, that's where you, you find that diamond in the rough. You mentioned Cam Johnson. Uh, hearing really good things about Moffitt, who's like touching 99 with his fastball and 98 with a sinker. Like, that is just disgusting. Um, so... We'll dive into it. Uh, probably next week will come out. Uh, will be released. Uh, what's the first game of the season, Tyler? Do you know offhand? February sixteenth against VMI at two. Yeah, all the the games are at two o'clock until SEC play. Yeah, that's interesting. They play like a crap ton of games, like to start the season two. On cold weather games. Yeah, that's true. And uh, rainy games. And they got a hell of a. They've got a hell of an SEC schedule. Uh, I think you've got Florida, Arkansas. That's um, all back to back to back too. And yeah. who's their Vanderbilt? I think is on there so. too. Yeah, it's, yeah. Vandy's going to be really good. So yeah, that's going to be the stretch. Yeah, they get Tennessee too on the road. Like that's like four weeks straight 
of facing like top five teams. Yeah. So, uh, Wade, as, as also, if you get your internet set up and the whole <laughs> crew will have you on to to, re- to preview the uh, LSU season. So for sure. Uh, that's all I got, gentlemen. Anything else for the listeners? That's it for the weekend sports. Okay. So we appreciate everybody watching. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell notification so you know when we go live and when Tyler puts out those wonderful YouTube shorts. Um, We hope you all have a wonderful week. Win some money, unlike Kayshawn Booty. And uh, just just kick kick it at life. Kill the game. Y'all have a good one.